0: Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond, Beyond. people with some inspiring stories, and people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. Welcome to another edition of the EMSB podcast. I'm Mark Bergman and time to highlight one of the many amazing projects they've got going on at St. Monica's School in NDG. We're talking about the Garden Project, which has been, no pun intended, flourishing over the last few years. And joining us on the podcast are Sylvana Crenia, the principal. Carissa Valente and Suzanne engel Bretston, two teachers at the school. Camille Corbet, a grade five student. And Ryan Oxley, the Bayes Daycare Green Projects Facilitator, will talk to them in a moment. But Silvana, I guess we'll start with you. Tell me about this amazing project you have going on at school.
1: Well, the garden program has become a really important part of St. Monica's community. It's been in place for approximately 8 to 10 years. And the beauty of the program is that it connects the students and the staff to nature. So it's the best way to bring in environmental education within our milieu. Uh, It's also a great way for the children to learn about nutrition in the sense that uh, there's a no waste awareness that comes along with that. Uh, There's a real time look at how food is grown. Uh, It also improves their eating habits, which is a great asset to have and it, outlines the garden to table and beyond approach that we are trying to be better at in this day and age. It also provides a lot of opportunities that make lasting differences in the lives of the children in the sense that these are outdoor learning laboratories. So it allows physical activity. There's an interest factor that is is higher than usual. And also these are situations or maybe experiences that they've never had before. There's an abstract uh, approach to it because the concepts are very much uh, active and hands-on learning. Uh, There's typical gardening tasks that uh, allow them to plan, to plant, um, to follow up on, on the harvesting. It also involves problem solving, critical thinking, risk taking. And funny enough, a lot of the students talk to me about the insects and the birds and the little critters that they encounter, which also is a bigger part of the learning process. So it really helps bring a connection for the students to their school, and it also provides leadership opportunities overall.
0: Who wants to tell me about, I'd like to go through sort of the hands-on process of growing the garden from the beginning of the year to the end, what sort of things happen?
2: Um, so yeah, where you would begin in the start of the season, uh, my name, with, with my role here at the school is support some teachers on, on planning. So we'd like to think about what can uh, be planted into the garden. So that's sort of start in wintertime, um, connecting and developing a relationship with teachers, and that uh, follow throughs with students, so they are aware of what annual plants can be grown, and then starting those from seeds. So we begin growing from seeds and have that uh, curiosity and engagement of students to develop and, and grow something from seed, and that connects their relationship to a tomato plant to kale, which will ultimately end up in, in the garden. So, um, really, yeah, beginning uh, winter time and the planning springtime of growing some seedlings, um, and then spring planting it into the garden. So there's a lot of uh, organization that goes on uh, beforehand, um, but the students then really get to engage with this hands-on and experience through a developing relationship with a the plant they started from seed.
0: Ryan, I want to talk to you in a moment about your role there, and we'll talk more about that in a moment. I want to throw this out to one of the teachers on the reason why it's so important for you guys to be teaching the kids about growing.
3: So for me teaching the kids about gardening is important because it encompasses crucial life skills. Mm-hmm. It teaches children responsibility in caring for the plants as well as an understanding of the cause and effect. For example, if you don't water the plants and take care of them, they obviously won't survive. Teaching kids and my students as well as older and younger kids about gardening improves self-confidence because they can see their own progress and enjoy what they've grown. I also love the team building aspect of gardening, especially for my class. A lot of my students collaborate together to achieve their gardening goals, whether it be big or small. My students often have difficulties working well in big or small groups, and this really helps, it, helps them build their confidence. For example, having one group will help fill the wheelbarrow while other groups take the contents and they rake them. So they have to work together to achieve their gardening goal, and my love that aspect one student takes initiative and the other students kind of follow and vice versa it really depends on what we're working on that day but uh no they really love it
0: it seems like that's one thing that they probably really look forward to throughout the day right
3: i often can't tell them we're going out into the garden because they get overly excited so i kind of <laughs> reward i kind of i don't tell them i spoke to ryan beforehand yeah. and they, oh, Mr. Ryan's here. Why don't we go out to the garden? Because if not, I can't get any teaching done. They're too excited to go out.
0: How often does, does one class head out to the garden per week?
3: Honestly, it really depends on the week. I tend to go one to three times per week. It depends on the weather. Um, sometimes we go just on our own. Sometimes we go with Suzanne's class. And other times we go just us and Ryan.
0: Can someone walk me through some of the biggest highlights of the garden throughout the year?
4: um I, I we have an addition of compost bins which i think have been really great for the kids because they get to realize that their waste can be turned into a uh, viable dirt mm. um healthy soil to keep regrowing so it's very important for them to see the cycle um it's also really fun to go out and pick some berries or some herbs that are ready and it teaches them where their food comes from because their food does not always come from the grocery store in a package so it helps bring the food full circle and like miss Krenia said it helps them to Healthy nutrition. When they see it growing themselves, they're keen to eat it, um, especially when their peers are around. So it helps them to understand the um, the cycle of of the growing and the eating it and reusing the waste.
0: So that's there's, been a. Long time. There's a lot to say about you know reading things in books and then getting your hands dirty and actually doing it, right?
4: Yeah, nobody complained about getting dirty yet.
0: <laughs> For sure, it. not. Uh, okay, so uh, Camille is a student in grade five. Hi, Camille. Hi can you tell me, um, you know the teachers are saying that you guys love it. I want to hear from from your own words what kind of things do you enjoy about being out in the garden?
5: Um, I definitely enjoy planting the um, the plants I like um, eating them, smelling them and I enjoy seeing them grow.
0: And what's the one thing that you enjoy most about the garden throughout the year?
5: I think um, planting them, seeing them grow, and eating. Mostly eating a
0: lot of them. <laughs> really? Eh? And, and what kind of things have you have you planted? What kind of things have you eaten from your garden?
5: Uh, we've eaten kale and we've planted garlic.
0: Wow. And you get to bring the kale home and put it in a salad? And
5: Well... Um, what my family does is when we do take some kale, sometimes we make kale chips.
0: Oh, that's such a good idea.
2: i uh, just, Vak, there was one thing that Camille can also add to it. There's one plant in particular that every student at St. Monica loves, and it was introduced from a science teacher a long time ago. And, um, uh, it's a lemon sorrel and the students just love eating it. They will all gravitate to this one patch in the garden And when it's introduced, they just start to eat it and they love it. I don't know what it is, Camille. They just really enjoy picking and eating lemon sorrel when a lot of other visitors necessarily won't enjoy that plant. But what is it?
5: I think what we like about it is the citrusy um, taste and also like kind of tastes like Lemon, it's also, once we taste it, it's very surprising because we're not really expecting that taste it.
0: So I don't know a lot about gardening. And so this one, is that is that kind of, is that a, is that a fruit or a vegetable?
5: It looks like spinach.
0: Oh, it looks <laughs> like spinach. Okay, I thought, I was thinking like yes. a lemon. So it grows in the dirt in the ground, right? Yes. That's very cool. It's a, it's
2: a, it's a sorrel plant. And a, a, as Camille said, it looks like a lemon. Uh, it looks like it doesn't look like it tastes like a lemon, but it looks like a spinach leaf. And um, generally you pick it either in the spring or in the fall. And uh, people usually in soups, uh,
0: but some people also just like to pick it and eat it fresh for salads. That's awesome. I love I'm learning things myself on the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks, Camille. Uh, Ryan, can you tell me a bit about um, about your role? I know there's an involvement with Sapus, right?
2: That's exactly right. So my role here is sort of is to uh, support uh, the school and and provide uh, some activities and connecting with teachers and students on how they can participate in their garden. Um, and through that, we develop relationships. Um, so the students engage in that and and create a connection. And it's really important for um, students to be introduced and exposed to nature. Um, so if they take this. Uh, time to be outside, explore, or use their curiosity curiosity to engage in nature. So that will lie with them as they move on through later on in life. So my role here is really to help develop those um, relationships with teachers and, and bring them outside. Some examples of those activities are recently sort of the composting. And we've just redesigned our garden beds to, um, mend the soil so that this year's crops will be coming to uh be a bit more bountiful than they have been in the past um so also with my role here is also to connect with the school and uh, a local organization and non for profit called sapus which has been a part of the garden for a long time and how sapus uh, participates in the garden is they provide workshops to parents and students and these uh, workshops really engage the school community um, and give them a chance to uh, be in the garden uh, with their parents and students uh, and the, the students at the same time. And this can happen um, after school or on weekends. And through this, we get the funding for a uh, subpost connection by having an annual seedling sale. So the sustainable model that the school will hold an annual seedling sale and those funds contribute to paying for Sarpus's workshops. Hmm. Uh, And so when we talk about a a seedling sale, it starts with the students. Those students participate and will grow the seedlings. And then those
0: are then sold to the school community. Sylvana, how long has the garden program existed and and how has it evolved over the years?
1: Uh, It's been in existence about eight to 10 years and it has evolved in the sense of the things that we grow. And it had started out just as a simple project. And then uh, Ryan and his team basically got involved with it from the beginning and allowed it to expand. And the expansion of it is beyond the seedling sale because of the fact that the children also participated in building the flower beds and the containers where the flower beds are found. So progressively over the years, we've tried to expand on it as much as we could. And certainly the community uh, collaboration and the liaison that we have with um, people who can actually assist us with that is certainly a big part of it. So the plan going forward is that we want to expand it to have it grow more than it is right now. Ryan and I are working on perhaps replacing some of the plants that we have on site at the school through donations that we get um, from certain organizations within the community. And if ever we were to get to a point where we'd have a big enough harvest, well then we could actually give back to the NDG Depot and other organizations that would actually have a need. Just that what we have to understand is that the growing period is a short period because of the fact that the students end their school year in June, and so in July, August, then uh, there isn't a whole team behind it. Then can can continue the garden. Mm. We'll see where it takes us, but pretty much that is the goal to continue it uh, because I can't ever see St. Monica not having a garden because it truly has become such a big part of both the personal lives of of everyone in the building, as well as the academic benefits.
0: And I'll throw this out to to the teachers. I know your dream is to give the crops to the NDG Food Depot. What do you do with the vegetables that are grown now?
3: So Ryan usually lets my class help themselves to some of the vegetables. As Camille said before, they love the lemon leaves. So a lot of them are fearful to try it at first because it looks like spinach and they're like, oh no, we don't like spinach. Then when they try them, they absolutely love them. So Ryan has allowed us to take some of the crops and make a salad. So we usually try to have a lunch all together and we'll make a big salad and they'll eat whatever else they brought from home. Um, We have taken some of the crops to uh, bake as well. So I tend to bake with my students. So we have a learning experience in the kitchen. And I love that because we usually bake when it's time to do fractions. So they see the real life benefit of learning about fractions and they never realize that fractions are all throughout our lives. So when we do the baking, it's really hands-on. We use the food that we've grown and they love it.
0: Camille, I think I asked you before, but can you tell me like, so again, I know nothing about gardening. Can you tell me what some of the steps involved in creating a perfect garden would be, like, sort of from from beginning to end?
5: Definitely starting by making room for, you know, um, what you're going to grow. So making, like, the beds and measuring how far you should plant them. Um, You should definitely water them and make sure that they get the proper sunlight
0: that they need. And if you had to choose... (laughs) one favorite moment?
5: Yeah, eating the plants.
0: Eating the plants, (laughs) that was the fun part for sure. Um, I'll throw this out to either Sylvanna or any of the teachers. So what happens when the school year is is done?
3: So in the summer, the students who who, obviously aren't at school, so we have a few staff members who live close by who volunteer to come water the garden on a daily, well, on a weekly basis, I should say, not daily. Um, so we have the volunteers, the staff volunteers. We also allow our community members, a lot of them are in need. So we allow them to come help themselves to whatever is growing.
0: And what happens during the winter?
4: Well, this is Suzanne. I can speak for my class. Uh, very often we get started um, getting ready to plant our seeds so that we can watch them grow in the spring. We have a lot of sun in our windows. And then by the late spring, we have a chance to bring them out into the garden.
0: Amazing. So you're you're planting the seeds indoors to to prepare for the spring?
4: And throughout the year we're composting so we can keep building healthy dirt for the garden. At St. Monica we've uh,
2: experimented with some fun projects with the students to uh, extend the season in winter. So we add a hoop house to mimic a greenhouse uh, effect on some of our, uh, our planters. So we've actually grown some kale during winter um, and allow the, the students to explore that and, and, and engage in possibilities of extending the season and growing things during winter. So the students really have fun getting out there and digging the snow out, uncovering the big mound of uh, plastic that covers the, uh, and keeps the kale uh, warm and able to grow. So just having, uh, experiencing and watching the students' excitement around uh, this activity and experience has been uh,
0: quite rewarding. So Ben, anything you'd like to add?
1: Pride. And gratitude. <laughs> I think what's really important is that we acknowledge that. I'm just so proud of our entire school community, the way that the project is embraced every year, and for staff members that take it on to guide the students. Um, you know, seeing students in action and, and seeing the learning become practical and hands on, it doesn't get any better than that. And we have it, you know, on site basically in our own backyard and it's amazing to see that and to see their smiles and the collaboration that goes on. Um, It's the best learning that they can ever experience and like I can ever witness. So, so grateful for all of it.
0: Sylvana, Carissa, Suzanne, Camille, Ryan, thank you all for joining us on this podcast.
1: Thank you for having us, Mark. And and we certainly appreciate moments like this where we can share the wealth of the great things that we're doing.
0: You've been listening to the English Montreal School Board Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this and the Inspirations Podcast, Quebec's only podcast dedicated to the special needs community on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.